Oh, yeah. Already so cool. That talking drum sound. I like that. <laughs> it's fun. I know. Oh, it's just so great when percussion is handled by multiple people instead of one drummer. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, Drake coming on here? Yeah, he would sound great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Drake needs to get into Sealy Dan. I'm surprised he's Jewish. They're Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jewish, so I can say that. Yes. <laughs> it's like, first thing I noticed that's so sick is how deep that piano yeah. is. It's got a cool tremolo yeah. on it. And the bass playing is out of this world. I mean, go on about Steely Dan. I don't know what the best part about Steely Dan is. I love how they're just playing the whole arrangement, no vocal. Yeah. Oh, and the wind chimes, but they don't sound like the cheesy, they like, sound quiet storm. Yeah. It's like some guy, like... <laughs> Are these vocals doubled? I can't tell if they're doubled or chorused. Oh, nice, nice. We'll have to talk about the difference. Yeah. I think they're chorused. Yeah, they sound great, man. Everything just sits. These, I, you know, we'll talk about how mixing engineers are fucking obsessed with stealing. They are. They sh- nowadays, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a little blues. Like, I feel like I should be driving like a convertible Chevy. Yep. Yeah. There's like a big steering wheel. Yep. And like you're like on on loads, maybe. Yeah. Or you know somebody who is. Of course. (laughs) I'm a door to door library salesman. Or what is it? World book salesman. (laughs) Encyclopedia. I just got to make this one sale. (laughs) But there's a werewolf or something. I don't (laughs) know. That's what great music does. I know. I like that the, the groove subtly picks up in this song. Like uh, tempo-wise? I, not even tempo, just like it, when it starts out, it's got this laid back and it's still laid back, but there's this drive like in. More of an intensity. Yeah. Oh, and that's like weird. Is that like a clav? Distorted clav? I think this is a guitar, maybe. Oh, a fucked up guitar. Yeah. With a guitar. Oh, yeah, thing. definitely a guitar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this is Denny Diaz playing, but it might be Jeff Skunk Baxter. Skunk! I, lo- I love the Steely Dan knowledge. It's actually Jimmy Carter. <laughs> they probably work together. Jeff Skunk Baxter designed the cruise missile for the CIA. He used to play guitar in Steely Dan. This solo is insane. Go off, go off. It's so cool. Uh, I love Steely Dan because they play their instruments, like the instrument sound, and also like they don't. Right. This is not a guitar solo. No, it's very weird. Yeah. And like this Farfisa organ thing coming in in a second. I don't even know if that's what it is. I'm kind of imagining a guy playing a a theremin though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It sounds like it. There's a great like. It's like what the fuck is he doing? You know, dude. There's a, such a funny Steely Dan video where Donald Fagan is like talking about this song, and he's like, "Black turtleneck, 
black sunglasses inside, <laughs> and he's just like, it's just a blues. It's just my take on the blues. And if anybody can't see that, I, I don't know what to tell them. I'm like, dude, it's... Were they fucking geniuses? Or oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to get into it for on, on the Patreon, but I was making a list the other day because I make lists for fun. Uh-huh. Who doesn't? But I was making a list about my, my top five American bands. And, like, I put the Eagles as number one because okay. I feel like they represent... Not only are they so good, they represent, like... American, American sound, yeah. but then number two, I was like, Steely Dan is like the other kind of American sound, and they're skilled as fuck. Do you dude. feel like they're low key trolling? Oh yeah, I always felt that about Steely like Dan. Trolling, yeah, right? like we got to go back. Um, if you, if anybody's listening and wants to know more about Steely Dan, we did the song Champion yeah. by Kanye West, which comes from a Steely Dan sample, and that just the the letter that they wrote about him was fucking hilarious. I mean, they let him use the sample, but they were just like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like, I know, they're trolls. It's nice that he wrote us, I guess, but sampling is, why Seems would you like do that? Seems like a nice that? kid. Yeah, exactly. This Kanye West. I wonder if they're still in touch. Definitely. Uh, welcome to Listen to This, a podcast where we explore songs we like. We are the Jacques Cousteau. Cousteau? You know that dude? The underwater explorer? Jacques Cousteau. Ron Howard? Ron Howard. <laughs> no, no, um, what's his name? His name is James Cameron. James Cameron. That's James Cameron. Cameron. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got there. Yeah, yeah. We say. watched that one the other day. Okay, good. Um, we, we, so we explore these songs. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today, we are discussing Do It Again by Steely Dan, nice, which is nice, such a great nice. name. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Hey Arnold as a kid? Of course. Do you remember Steely Phil? Oh, yeah, That was yeah, like yeah, yeah, his yeah, yeah. Name, yeah, yeah, the grandpa's name in the Chinese checkers tournament. Yeah, you're uh, right. What a great episode. You're right. Wow. Um, the Chinese checkers episode. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You know, I looked it up one time because I was trying to show Julia about Hey Arnold and yeah. I was like, oh, you'll love it. Like you grew up in Queens. Like this is clearly about New York. Yeah. I looked it up. Apparently the dude was like, oh, it takes place in Seattle. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dog. This is a New York cartoon through Great songs in that one too. Interesting. Um, do It Again was released in November of 1972. Nice. And the song peaked at number six on the charts, which was and still is this legendary group's highest charting single, which is interesting that, that they is never interesting. hit higher, yeah. especially because like I would kind of think like maybe Peg yeah. was more of a hit or Josie or yeah. like, I don't know, that Black Cow. They have so many good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was written by Walter Becker and Donald Fagan and was produced by Gary Katz, the, this of the deli fame. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, Steely Dan just oozes too easy, too Judaism easy. to me. Um, do it. Do it again was recorded at the Village Recorder in Santa Monica. Cool. So Steely Dan is like a classic. Like grew up in New York. Uh huh. Were songwriters in New York, then moved out to L.A. Gotcha. So they 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 kind of I feel like they embody both sounds. Which like if would you have to if I had to explain to somebody like what's the New York sound versus the L.A. sound? What would you think it is? I think it depends on the decade. You know, to me, yeah. New York always felt a little more grungy, a little more rock. Mm-hmm. L.A. seemed a little more like posh, yeah, a little more professional. Like Hollywood was big. It was just, you know, it's where you went when you had tons of money. You know, yeah. Where New York had like the city living. It New was York kinda, has an edge. It's got an edge. Yeah. I think that's what I'm looking for. It had like an edge, which I think like that's part one of the cool things about Steely Dan's music is like, despite it being musically really 
it has a lot of depth and yeah. it, and the production value is really good. We'll get into that later, but it, it has like an edge that a lot of these don't. And you're right about them being trolls. I mean, they're like the I most cynical that. band of all time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's almost like a joke. Like, yeah, we're a rock band, but here's a fucking crazy jazz chord. And it's like, you, oh, we're jazz, but like, here's like an extended synthesizer like organ solo on, and if like, you a, don't get that well and if you don't get it it's like i don't you just must not understand rogers and hammerstein <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, great exactly. american songbook i don't know what to tell you my impression's all over the place i gotta uh, watch that video again Seely dan is one of the most critically acclaimed bands of all time but they weren't really a band in the traditional sense right donald fagan and walter becker are the only mainstays um on this track uh, Fagan plays the keys and Becker plays the bass. That was kind of usually how they would divide it up, but right. very often Becker would also play guitar right. and sing sometimes. Um, on this track, J- Jim Hodder is on drums. Denny Diaz, I was fucking right, is on the electric sitar. Nice. So it's not even a guitar. It's oh, an it's electric, electric sitar. sitar. Okay. And Jeff Skunk Baxter plays the guitar. So I was Jesus. right. Skunk Baxter was a frequent cl- contributor to Steely Dan, as well as the Doobies. The nice. Doobie Brothers. Dubes. Dubes. <laughs> um, most recently, he worked as a defense consultant and chaired a congressional advisory board on missile defense. Jesus. So some people are smart, man. We used to, we used to make things in this country. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my country? <laughs> what happened to my school? Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics of Do It Again are pretty odd, um, as is the case with most of Steve oh, yeah, Dan's music. The song kind of seems like it's about addiction, second chances, and the inevitability of fate. Um, but a, 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 after kind of going into some some deep research about Steely Dan, his lyric writers, they don't seem really interested in making literal sense as much as creating a mood. Right. So in that regard, they're like more impressionistic as lyricists, which I think... It used to be more common. I don't really hear anyone write songs that are like, oh, this is this is just a collection of thoughts and words. It's not really about anything. Yeah. Did you ever listen to like a lot of music like that? No, th- I've always been bad with just lyrics in yeah, general. Yeah. yeah like my it, brain just like. Listen, I'm with you. For me, it's my least favorite and least important part of like music. But it, but occasionally a good lyric is, is cool. And right. I do like that these lyrics are not like in the way. Right. Like at no point in the song am I like thinking about what he's saying as right. opposed to just like feeling the mood of the piece. Right. The electric sitar solo is played by the great Danny Diaz, who later also became a very influential computer programmer. Mm. So I wonder what it is about Steely Dan and being smart. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> okay, so the organ uh, solo performed by Don- Donald Fagan is uh, was performed on a Yamaha YC30, which is a plastic organ. Sick. Um, with a sliding pitch-bending control that was called a portamento ribbon. Interesting. Yeah, so pretty crazy shit. Yeah. There was a lot of money in the music business back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you wish you had been like recording in the 70s? I know. I would have had a mustache. I would have been rich. I probably would have had a bow. Definitely would have had a boat. Yeah, maybe like some sort of drug problem, but also a boat. I mean, I. <laughs> it's a good trade off. <laughs> um, so the song's in like the pretty standard blues form, mm-hmm. but it's really subverted. It, it does kind of sound like a classic rock song, and, and it, it is on classic rock, rock radio, but it kind of puts that whole like genre on its ass. How do you, Luke, how do, how do you think you present something simple in a way that seems fresh? Whew. It doesn't have to be about music. You know, it could be about food. Like, yeah. Like my first thought yeah, was about yeah. food. Because like people I are doing that all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's like, how do you take something classic and reinvent it with paying respects to how it was, mm-hmm. but modernizing? Like sometimes yeah. we hear like, oh, this is the modern version of this. This is the modern version of that. Yeah. 
And I think the only way to really do it well is you have to have the discipline to know what came before it. Oh, cool. You know, like I feel like, and it's very like Jurassic Park of me, the novel, where Mm -hmm. like at the end, there's like the- Great Crichton. Yeah. There's the whole like monologue about like, oh, how like all these genetic scientists didn't have the discipline to know about the history of, you know, genetics and all this stuff. And so they went and they just created dinosaurs without, you know, without any discipline. And now they have a problem. I think it's the same thing with like anytime you try to reinvent something, recreate something, you have to at least have some respect for what it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense because like when we say the song is standard blues form, like what do we mean? Do we mean 12 bar blues? I I think that is kind of what it means Mm -hmm. basically. So that just means that the chords outline the similar structure. Right. But it's not, it doesn't have like the blues shuffle. It doesn't have blues shuffle. Right, exactly. It's got that. So like the blues is like. I don't know that I would call it like indigenous indigenous music, but it's very characteristic of like early American music. Yeah, it is, yeah. And then you've got the sitar on there, which is obviously characteristic characteristic of like earlier carnactic music, yeah. I think is what they call it. And then they plug it into an amp. And they plug it into an amp, yeah. And then, then also like the drums, instead of having a blue shuffle, they're using like timbales and yeah, that. And then yeah, also yeah. that, um, I don't know the name of it in fucking Portuguese and I feel so dumb, but the, the talking cool drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's like a bird out there in Atlanta that sounds like it Oh, now. interesting. Yeah, I was like playing a gig the other day and it's just like. <laughs> it like kind of sounds like a vibra slap. You Were you control. trying to like jam with it? No, I was just like, get me the hell out of here. It's fucking country club. Can oh, suck it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't shoot it on site. I yeah. Thought, I thought the unpredictability is not allowed. It's coming right for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this bird's got a hoodie on. <laughs> okay. So Steely Dan, um, obviously I'm a big fan. They cut their teeth as like professional songwriters in New York, which right. used to be a thing. Then they moved out to LA, got a recording contract, and just started like doing their own thing. They're still one of the most successful touring acts out there. They make tons of money, yeah. ton of great records. Um, my my girlfriend w- w- hit, hit me with the classic one line one time when I we were getting. I was like showing her Steely Dan. I was showing her the song Gaucho, mm-hmm. which is like a Portuguese word. And she we like halfway through. She's like, "Oh, Steely Dan is if Fish wrote good songs." <laughs> I was like, yes, that's so true. There's I know. riots in the streets. Uh, people are going to get mad at that statement, right? Yeah. I, though I do wish Trey would just join Steely Dan. I feel like he would fit he in great. He that would shit. He would crush. Um, I've seen Steely Dan live a couple times. Really good show. I think it, they had like Keith Carlock on drums and like some of these other heavy hitters. Chuck Rainey on bass. Jimmy Carter. Um, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> What's Jimmy Carter play? Uh, I bet he play. I bet Jimmy Carter kind of plays the fiddle well. Okay. You know cool. what I mean? Yeah, I feel yeah. like he like knows how to do like a jig. Yeah. Yeah. But he may maybe he also is like, oh, I'm actually a really accomplished steel guitar player. Right. Yeah. I know he's friends with with Willie Nelson. That's dope. Which is a, pa- a power couple. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great Willie Nelson story about how Willie got arrested in Bermuda for pot mm-hmm. and then got out. Um, maybe the next day posted bail and then flew to the white house to hang out with jimmy carter right after and was like smoking weed on the white house sick yeah we, we, america steely dan smoking weed on the white house what happened what did, where did we go wrong i guess the 80s happened yeah or? we the bar got lowered we need james cameron to go raise, to the, go bar. raise the bar so steely dan is uh 
often the go-to artist for old, at least old engineers yeah. to test monitors. Yeah. M- like both live in the studio. I remember like the Eddie's Attic engineer when I was coming up. Shalom. Yep. Aberly. He was big into like playing Steely Dan really loud and just like he would like get this glazed look in his eye and be like that hi-hat sound yeah. is fucking f- the highest fidelity. So like Luke, what, what the hell is that about? I think these records sound great. I don't know why. They I do sound great. Yeah. They sound great. It is high. It was like, it was high fidelity recording. It was like the pinnacle of like probably 70s recording. You know, it just stood the test of time. Things were just placed exactly where they needed to be. It was almost formulaic the way they recorded and mixed the records. Um, And so I heard, I've always heard that too. Like people are like, oh, I test these monitors by listening to Steely Dan or when I go to (laughs) Steely Dan. I never, I never did that back because I feel like it's like a, it's a thing that older engineers did. And I, what I honestly think it comes down to, it's like, yeah, it, it sounds good. But I think it's not about sounding good when you reference something. It's about knowing the material. I, oh, think these yeah. guys, I think these guys were just mega fans. Yeah, and Steely Dan is definitely like a band that like appeals to musicians. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and most engineers were musicians before they became engineers yeah. or were some sort of DJ, whatever. So I think there's just... I think these guys just knew the stuff so well, and it is very good. But I think they just knew it so well that they knew what it sounded yeah. like. But and like, it, if I went into a venue and played Steely Dan, I honestly wouldn't be able to form an opinion because I don't know it that well. What do you What do you test your monitors with? Do you have like a song? I have a system. I, I know. You, I know. I've seen your thing. It's like it's way more like laboratory than like. Putting on Do It Again and being like, the fucking drums slap, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have songs that have like a lot of bass. I have songs that are really bright. I have songs that have like sibilance issues. I have songs where the vocal is too loud. I have songs where the vocal is too quiet. And I know these things because I'm familiar with them. And so I play these songs with the things knowing. I'm like, okay, I know this song has a lot of bass. When I play it, I should feel that. Yeah. This song is bright. It should feel almost on the edge. When I play it, I should feel that. And if I don't feel these things, then I can say, okay, the room doesn't have a lot of bass or the room's extra bright or the room's not bright enough. So I just, I have a list of songs that give me indications of what I'm listening to. I guess like, like the golden age of something begets the golden age of other things. Yes. So like the golden age of recording probably created the golden age of future to be old cool sound dudes who love that stuff so it's like it just kind of feeds into that exactly man i've got some funny facts about steely dan love that um so in college walter becker and donald fagan were in a band with chevy chase love that chevy chase played the drums you know that dude yes yeah yeah. i was like i don't know maybe love that guy pierce hawthorne if you're a community fan um walter becker mm-hmm. moved his family in uh 1981 to maui hawaii and became an avocado rancher love that which is hilarious that's just something you can do when you're in a band and of uh, here's the big one steely dan is the name you know how they got their name Mm-mm. it is the name of a sex toy um makes sense i thought it was like something to do with like you know fagan and his name yeah no it's just the name of a sex toy a strap-on dildo named steely dan 3 from yokohama and it was mentioned in the william s burroughs novel naked lunch yokohama it's almost (laughs) like we make motorcycles and drum kits too (laughs) we make motorcycles and 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 ac units do they make good ac units i don't think i think yamaha might make fucking (laughs) ac units oh what's this one oh it's lg lg i need like an lg reverb exactly 
an LG reverb unit. And an LG motorcycle. So, uh, Luke, how do you how do you mix like four different percussion elements together to where where like I should be like my ear should be like focusing in hard on that talking drum. Yeah. But it just vibes. It doesn't yeah. take over the other stuff. Well, here's the thing we have to think about like with the modern drum kit is that it's modern. It's a relatively new instrument. Mm-hmm. Like they of, call it the trap set, right? The trap set. Not anymore. You know? That's my Lex Luger. I know. Call it trap set. But like when we think about drum kit, before the drum kit was ever assembled, percussion was usually handled by multiple people playing together. Yeah. So it's like whenever we listen to a drum kit, we're listening to the drum kit. But whenever you have a song where it's hand percussion, a group of people playing hand percussions, we're not meant to hear it as each individual unit. We're meant to hear it as yeah. the kit because it's just multiple people playing the kit, whereas the drum kit itself is one guy playing all the drums. So yeah, it is hard to localize each individual unit because you get lost in the the sense of it working with all the other yeah. elements of the kit. Which I think is like one of the cool things about Steely Dan is they were able to like really create like a great overall sound. But then at the same time, like on this track and, you know, so many classics like uh the guitar solos mm-hmm. just really step out. Mm-hmm. They were great soloists. Like, how would you describe this like sitar guitar solo situation? Like, is it a jazz solo? Is it a rock solo? Like, they really split the line, and not in the way that like fusion. Yeah, it's, it's do. so easy. Like, yeah, it's fusion. It's fusion, but like, not really. It not doesn't really. sound like fusion. Yeah, fusion to, to me is a little, a little more cheese on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a little like, more cheesy. Some some big delays. Some tapping. Yeah. <laughs> We like different fusions, I, I, know. I feel like. Like, you like, uh, who's your favorite fusion dude or um, band? Fusion, like, when I think of fusion, I, I honestly, I think of, like, the dudes that are, like, the guitar shredders. Yeah, like, I always go with Mahavishnu Orchestra. Or that, yeah, or, um, yeah. who's the other dude? Ah, uh, fuck, I forget his name. Alan Parsons, maybe? Yeah, Alan Parsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Greg Howe. Yeah. And then, I, and then I think sort of about fusion. I sometimes think about the new stuff, like Animals as Leaders. Is that fusion? I think it's it's like fusion kind of got a bad name, kind of like disco. Yeah, yeah. And I think now it's just like Prague. Oh, cool. Yeah, Prague is much cooler than fusion. I know. I love these these ridiculous genres. What would you, what would you consider Steely Dan? It's, it's hard to say because yeah. I don't know them that well. So to me, it's classic rock. Yeah, yeah, just because it's in that era. Yeah, it's classic rock to me. Yeah, I was listening to Guns N' Roses this morning. I was classic like, yeah, rock, like yeah. classic rock, just Steely Dan, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So uh, something I want to start doing on in, uh, on these episodes, and I just thought of it, and I'm like, this could be a good, this could be fun, like each time. What do you think? Who's the MVP of the song? What instrument or or mixing element or whatever? I was gonna say the guy playing like the uh, I don't know if it's a war of Rhodes or a Whirly. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I was gonna go with that. There's just a lot of depth to that part. This is a good question. Just, I like yeah, this. it's I think yeah. I think it's a good one too because like my it, it, it's like I do I also think it's that part and it's like I like I like the simplicity of the song too. Yeah. Like it's nice to hear a song that like is exciting interesting but isn't like taking me to, to that many places right. it's like it's like a really nice hotel breakfast i'm into you know that. what i mean continental <laughs> yeah thanks so much y'all for listening to our podcast please tell your friends about it rate and review us we're on instagram patreon patreon.com slash listen to this with the number two 
um, let us know how you're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about on our Patreon. We got exclusive content. We got podcasts. Um, we got podcasts about songs, about how we listen to music. Fun little games we like to play. Like we, we called it Would You, Would You Not, but I think we should change it to Smash or Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for tuning in. We're having a lot of fun this season. We really appreciate the support. Have a great day, and thanks for listening to this. 